comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Amen. Come with me to the book of Matthew chapter 20 and 21 and then we'll do 24 and 28. He said, Then the mother of James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to Jesus with her sons. She knelt respectfully to ask a favor. Somebody say, ask a favor. Say, ask a favor. So what's the favor they came to ask? They came to ask for a favor. Mary, the mother of James and John, came and to ask a favor. Look at verse 21. What is your request? He asked, in your kingdom. Somebody say, in your kingdom. Let my two sons sit in places of honor next to you, one on your right and the other on your left. So they came to ask for prominent positions to sit in places of honor. When they came, they say, in your kingdom. So that's where the emphasis was, in your kingdom. Meanwhile, they didn't understand how things were done in the kingdom. So Jesus needed to address it and help them to see how things are done in the kingdom. Let's look at verse 24. When the ten other disciples heard what James and John had asked, they were indignant. But Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers in this world lorded over their people and officials, flung their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Somebody say, Among you. Among you, it will be different. When we talk about kingdom culture, we are simply talking about how different we ought to be as Christians. Values we must uphold that set apart from others, traits we must demonstrate, habits. Principles we must hold dear and believe in. That sets us apart from all others. Jesus told them that if you want to sit in a place of honor in the kingdom, it's done differently. In the kingdom, we don't sit in honor with skill. We sit in honor with service. In the kingdom, we don't sit in honor because we are trained. We sit in honor because we have been groomed and shepherded by God. Can somebody say an amen? So it's important. Kingdom culture is different and superior to all other cultures. Somebody say kingdom culture is superior and different from all other cultures. And we need to appreciate that because, you see, when you go to Rome and you fail to do what the Romans do, you have problems. If you go to Britain at winter time, dressed in summer clothes, you have problems. And if you go also at summer time and you are in winter clothes, you also have a problem. So when you go to Rome, you do what the Romans do. In winter, there's a way we dress and in summer, there's a way we dress. As a kingdom citizen, there are values that must reflect in your life. There are principles you must guide your life with. And these principles are different. In the sight of a world, it doesn't make sense. The sight, the world views things from a different light. God views it in a different light. And we need to understand this culture and then embrace it. Praise God. So that's what the concept of kingdom culture is all about. And when we talk about culture, culture is not something that we do occasionally. A wise man said that culture is what most of the people do all the time. Somebody say most of the people do. Say most of the people do. 
So when we talk about culture, is what most of the people do all the time. And we want to establish vital kingdom cultures in our church. We want this church to be a church where the culture of heaven is literally present in our midst. You didn't hear what I said. I said, I want the culture of heaven to be present in our church. Now listen, when the culture of heaven begins to manifest in the church, it means it will manifest in your life, and it will mean it will manifest in your family, it will mean it will manifest in every area of your life. The culture of heaven is both personal and corporate. When we come together as a corporate body representing the kingdom of God, the culture of heaven is present. And when we are also walking about and doing things, because we represent the kingdom of God and as ambassadors of God, we also reflect the culture of heaven. Somebody say the culture of heaven. Now, in heaven, things are done differently. And there are several cultures in heaven, which is what we describe as kingdom culture. And one of those cultures is what we are focusing on and we started introducing last week. Come with me to Mark chapter 6, verse 1 to 6. Then he went out from there and came to his own country and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Is this not a carpenter, the son of Mary and brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said, a prophet is not without honor except his own country, among his own relatives and in his own house. Now he could do take note, he could do no mighty work there, except he laid his hands on a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Romans chapter 13 verse 7. Romans 13 7. Let's read it together. One go. Render therefore to all their due. Taxes to whom taxes are due. Customs to whom custom. Honor to whom honor. Praise God. In last week's teaching, we established what it means to honor. We said to honor is to show great respect or great reverence by your disposition to a person or a thing. When we honor, we show great respect. When you honor your husband, you show great respect to him. When you honor your boss, you show great respect to him or her. When you honor a friend, you show great respect to them by your words, by your attitude, and your disposition. Number two, we said to honor is to treat a person or a thing as valuable or different. You must understand that we are not all the same and we cannot all be treated the same. You can't treat your boss like your friend. He's different. You can't treat your pastor the way you treat just anybody. He's different. You can't treat your husband the way you treat any other guy. He's different. I'm not complicating at all. So you need to understand we are different and you need to treat people with value. You need to treat people as delicate and important. And that's what honor is all about. When we honor people, we treat them as valuable and as special and as different. Honor is to set a value or a price tag on something. We talked about six truths about honor. One, the fact that honor is visible. Somebody say honor is visible. When you go to a place where there's honor, you will see it, you will smell it, you will feel it. You can't go into an atmosphere and honor and not see it. Anytime you come into an atmosphere of honor, you see it. If I come to your home and you honor, there's honor in your home, I will see it. I will see clothes and shoes scattered in your hall. It shows you don't honor your home. You will see that things are done decently. People take their turns. Children are under control. You go to some places and you are talking and the children are also butting in. It shows that the place is not an honorable place. We need to establish honor. Anywhere there is honor, it's visible. Somebody say honor is visible. 
Yeah, so when we create a culture of honor in this church, when people come here for the first time, they will see it, they will experience it, they will feel it. Number two, honor is contagious. Somebody say honor is contagious. And that is why you need to be careful who you hang out with. There are some women, they are so bitter and angry at men, they have no respect for men. If you are a married woman, you need to be very careful about such people. Because they can easily influence you to now begin to disrespect your husband. Anybody you closely associate with, you embrace their values, you embrace their viewpoint, and you begin to act like them. So honor is contagious. Likewise, this honor. Who are you closely associated with? Number three, we said honor is in degrees. Somebody say honor is in degrees. Say honor is in degrees. Yeah, honor is in degrees. The honor you give to God is different from the honor you give to man. The honor you give to your husband is different from the honor you give to your children. Honor is in degrees. And everybody must find their level. You must identify each person by his level of honor and accord him the honor that is due them. Say an amen. amen. Number four, we said honor is better appreciated in a person's lifetime than in their death. Don't wait for something valuable around you to go before you now begin to appreciate it. Don't wait for your husband to now leave the home. Disrespect him ah, until he gets angry, packs his things and leaves the home. Then you now, oh, I've lost my husband. I've lost, no. You have to learn to honor. Somebody say learn to honor. A lot of people display honor when other people die. We say all kinds of glowing words and tributes about them, right? Glowing tributes about them. And meanwhile, some of the things we wrote about them, we never told them while they were alive. That's hypocrisy. And by the way, when honor is well received, it always returns with blessing. And I don't know how a dead person that you are honoring will return the blessing over your life. When Jacob honored his father by giving him what he loved, the Bible says he blessed him. And it was in his lifetime and it manifested. So if you are going to get the blessing out of the people who are ordained to be channels of blessing for our lives, we must learn to honor them while they are alive. May we honor people while they are alive. Number five, we say honor is not cheap. Honor is not cheap. The Bible says honor the Lord with your substance. Honor is not a cheap thing. It will cost us something. It will cost us. It sometimes it costs you energy. It costs you sacrifice. I remember last year I needed to honor one of the fathers God has used to be a great blessing for my life and my ministry. And I just got the notice very short. I think it was on Thursday. And then on Thursday night, I heard that the Sunday was his 60th birthday. God used him to shape my values and philosophies of ministry at my very foundational stage. And I needed to tap into it. And I had to drive with mommy several hours, over eight hours to where he was. All that I had in my account, I just pulled it out. Praise God. And then when we went, I remember one of the things he said. And meanwhile, before I went, it had been announced because of the, the COVID is, was at the peak at the time. And he had announced that he was not going to see anybody. But I did not let him know I was coming because if he had known, I would have been stopped. And so we just went. And where we went, he said that sometimes when the door is shut, that's when the elect enter. Praise God. And he prayed the prayer for me that is working like fire. You see? Honor provokes blessing. So it's not cheap. We have to drive at a short notice, long hours to honor. The woman came with a precious ointment, poured it on him. And then number six, the culture of honor does not just happen. Somebody say it does not just happen. No, the culture of honor. If you want to have a culture of honor in your place of work, in your home, in the church, it does not just happen. Because human beings generally, we have entropy is the state of disorderliness. 
And one of the entropic states human beings, by reason of our fallen nature, we have is a state of dishonor. So naturally, it's easy for us to dishonor. It's easy for a child to insult than to learn to say please. You have to teach a child again and again to say please, to say sorry, all of those things. But foolishness, you don't teach them. Because the natural state of the fallen man is to dishonor. Praise God. But when you got born again, you are not in your natural state. You are in your supernatural state. And in our supernatural state, we honor. Somebody say we honor. In the book of 2 Kings 17, 28, he said, one of the priests who had been exiled from Samaria came back and moved into Bethel and taught them how to honor and worship God. How to honor and worship God. How to honor. So we need to be taught how to honor. The principle of honor must be taught. And as we are teaching, I pray that your spirit will be open to receive it. So you need to be taught. Today, I'm just walking you through why it's so important for us to embrace the culture of honor. Why is it so important that we learn to embrace a culture, uh, build the culture of honor? Why must we create and embrace the culture of honor? And I'll be walking you through, just like the previous teaching, six points. All of them, I'm beginning them with C's, so you can remember. The first C has to do with culture. Somebody say culture. The first reason why we need to honor is because honor is a culture of the kingdom. Honor is the culture of heaven. You and I, according to scripture, Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, he says, for our citizenship is in heaven. So one, you are not a citizen of the earth. You are a citizen of heaven. Now, if you are a citizen of heaven, it means your culture must be a heavenly culture. Somebody say, my culture must be a heavenly culture. Say it aloud. My culture must be a heavenly culture. So, as citizens of heaven, we manifest heavenly culture. Mind you again, in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, he said, now then we are ambassadors of Christ. So, one, we are citizens of heaven. We are ambassadors on earth. Now, ambassadors, when they go to a place, they don't take after the culture of the place they have been sent to. They actually manifest the culture of the place they come from. Am I communicating? If you meet an American, he doesn't talk like a Ghanaian. The fact that he's in Ghana does not mean he will speak. His grammar will ever become like a Ghanaian person. No. There is a way we Ghanaians we talk. When you enter Nigeria and a Ghana man is there, you meet one quickly. When you meet a Nigerian man, you know them quickly. Because it shows in their language, it shows in their mannerism, it shows culture is something that is so visible. It shows. You see? Our culture is a heavenly culture. The culture in your home must be a heavenly culture because you are not a citizen of the earth. You are a citizen of heaven. Released on earth as an ambassador. So it behoves on you to manifest the culture of the kingdom to which you belong. Somebody say, I belong to the kingdom of God and I manifest the culture of heaven. It's important. Heaven is a place where there's high honor. The reason why Satan was cast out, look at Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12 to 14 with me. Why are you falling from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground? You will weaken the nations. Verse 13, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit. Now look at that. That is this honor. Abundant display of this honor. A child that has not been assigned him, he wanted to sit in it. And there are a lot of people who are functioning like that. You are a husband. You are a wife. Your chair is a wife. It's not that of a husband. Your husband does not take instructions from you. You take instructions from him. Am I communicating? Yeah. You have to understand that. You don't give instructions to your boss. Your boss gives instructions to you. You don't talk back to your boss. So, when you begin to sit in a chair that has not been afforded you, 
You are walking in dishonor. Praise God. Satan said, I will sit. I will exalt in my distance above the thrones. I want to sit at a place. The where the creator sits, that's where the creator wanted to sit. That was dishonor. And God said, listen, I don't tolerate dishonor. You are fired. And anybody who was thinking like that, immediately with him, all of them, they were cast out. A lot of people have been cast out of good places of work because of dishonor. They are skillful, but they are cast out. Intelligent, but they are cast out. They have all the MBA qualification, but they don't know how to honor. And so because of that, big doors are closed to them. From today, dishonor will not guide your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Some women have been thrown out of their marital homes because of dishonor. They don't respect, they don't know how to address and handle themselves around their husband. The husband speaks one, they say ten. Don't go here. That's where they will go. Don't associate with themselves. When you walk in that, you you create confusion. You have tension. A lot of the things that people are saying, they are points of prayer. They are not points of prayer. They are acts of dishonor. Listen, no matter how hard you pray, if you walk in dishonor, God will not honor you. Those who honor God, God honors them. But if you walk in dishonor, God will never honor you. Somebody say an amen. amen. So we need to adopt it. It's the culture of heaven. We must consciously adopt it and make it a part of our culture. Somebody say an amen. amen. Number two, the second C is the fact that honor is a commandment. God commands us to honor. Sometimes people do things that make them deserving of honor, so it's easy for you to honor them. But there are times when people do things that make them undeserving of honor. And those are the times we need to remember that honor is a commandment. God commanded us to honor. Your father may not have taken you to school, may not have been there for you. But listen, it's no biblical excuse to dishonor him. If you dishonor him, things will be tough for you. Life will be frustrating for you. You cannot succeed and do well in life. I'm not complicating somebody at all. Please get it straight. Understand it. Scriptural principles cannot be broken for you. You will not be exempted from it. Get it? God commands us to honor. There are times your boss speaks to you in a very dishonorable way. You have no reason to talk to him back in a dishonorable way. I'm just going to tell him my mind. Don't be foolish. You don't tell your boss your mind. You tell him what is good for him to hear. Am I complicating here? Yeah. And my husband, you don't respect me. Just say anything. Listen. He's your husband and he's your head. Learn to respect him. God commands us to honor. In the book of Exodus 20, 12, he says, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long. Quickly, I know that somebody may say it's the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, that same thing was repeated. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 and 3 is there. The New Testament, in fact, the New Testament even gave it in a better form. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise. That is the first commandment with promise. What is the promise? Go to verse 3. He said that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. How many of us want to live well on the earth? Listen, if it's not well with you, you have no business living long on the earth. If it's not well with you, don't live long on the earth. I've told you too many times, if you grow old and be a burden that early, why should you be old, 90 something, 20 something, and you are such a burden? No, I don't want to die a burden. You won't die a burden. You will die as a blessing. And for you to end like that, learn to honor. Learn to honor. Some of us are bitter. I mean, I was glad in the first service when I finished one of my sons with promising future. Uh, that guy's future is awesome. Every time I see him, I'm excited. Not about his present, but his future that I see. And he came to tell me. He said, for a long time, Papa, thank you for the message. I, for a long time, I've had issues with my father. But what you taught today has changed my perspective. I said, listen. 
That's where the key is. Go to him now and sort it out. That's what life is about. If you, you cannot stick with honor, no matter how gifted, no matter how great, no matter how many doors open, you will go, ah, uh, you come back. Because it will not be well with you. Am I communicating here? Learn to honor. Learn to honor. There are a lot of people who are very skillful. They change jobs every year. They change jobs every year. Because they say, ah, as for me, what do you mean, anyhow? Listen, it's only a fool who thinks like that. There are times people talk to you anyhow, and we take it, we swallow it, because it's a setup for the next level. It's a setup for the next level. If Joseph had said, ah, do you know my future? Do you know my vision? Do you know where I'm going? All my family will bow down to me. You Potiphar, his wife, you can't give me instruction. He went to the prison. Nobody can talk to me. No, he would have died before his time. The greatness of his vision notwithstanding. But at every phase, he knew what he ought to do. If he needed to say yes, sir, to a woman, he did it. If he needed to say yes, sir, to a fellow prisoner, he did it. And then when the fullness of time came, all the people he said yes, sir, to, all of them came and they said yes, sir, to him, yes, sir, to him, yes, sir, to him. That's a wise person. Don't abort your destiny through foolishness. Walk in honor and things will work. It's a divine command. Somebody say divine command. Now, in the New Testament, I'm amazed to see the number of times we are commanded to honor in the New Testament. Look, uh, Romans chapter 13, verse 7. He says, Render therefore to all their due. Taxes to whom taxes are due. Custom to whom custom is due. Honor to whom honor is due. Now, 1 Peter 2, 17. Quickly. Honor all people. Did you see that? It's not a suggestion. It's a command. Honor all people. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. Now, go to 1 Timothy. Yes. Honor widows who are really what? Did you see that? Now go to verse 17. Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of what? Double honor, especially those who are labor in the word and doctrine. Go to 6 verse 1. He says, let as many servants are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor. If you are a good student of the New Testament and you don't see honor or you don't understand honor, it means you didn't read the Bible well. In fact, honor is more emphasized in the New Testament than even the Old Testament. Practically, you need it. Learn to honor, learn to be a respectful Christian. Somebody say an amen. amen. Number three, honor is a conduit. Somebody say it's a conduit. Honor is a conduit. When we say a conduit, a conduit is a channel or a pipe. Honor is a spiritual conduit for the flow of God's power. If you want to really tap into power, if you want to really connect with anointing and the grace of God upon your man of God, learn to honor him. When you learn to honor your pastor, the anointing of God on his life will bless your life. If you learn to honor your man of God, it goes well with you in many ways. Many ways. A lot of people sometimes get into temptation when we are tempted to dishonor, we just dishonor. No. Learn to honor. Learn to honor. There was a woman who was barren. Because she honored, God gave her fruitfulness. The prophet missed it and said all kinds of things. He said, you are drunk? Why are you wasting your time here? He said, listen, sir, I'm not drunk. She spoke. She said, my Lord. At a time when the man addressed her wrongly, she still said, my Lord. Most of us, when we have a little challenge with the pastor, we talk anyhow, we speak anyhow. And sometimes, as you are speaking anyhow, you are damaging your business, you are damaging your future, you are destroying the future of your children. Listen, one of the temptations you must learn to constantly overcome is the temptation to return dishonor with dishonor. Did you hear what I said? When you are dishonored, don't dishonor. Because when you are dishonored and you dishonor, God will hold you accountable for it. But when you are dishonored and you honor, God steps in and defends you. If you want God to defend your case and be there for you, learn to honor. Your husband will speak rubbish. 
as a wife, learn not to retaliate. Uh, it was Tego sisters who said, who has some car on your being can be mom. And a lot of the time, women, because they talk a lot, women talk. You know, one of the things women are very good at is they talk. Women talk more than men. And so they, they talk. But listen, it's not about talking. It's the sense in what you are saying. It's the problems your words are going to create. Now, words are not cheap. That's why you need to learn to use them well. By thy words, thou art condemned. By thy words, thou art justified. The Bible says, death and life are in the power of a tongue. And those who love it, I eat the food thereof. So, if you are using words and you don't use them well, you can use them against your destiny. May the Lord help us. Jesus went to Nazareth. And the Bible said he could not. It's not that he was not willing. He was not able. He could not because they dishonored him. Praise God. You will never get the best out of your man of God if you don't learn to honor him. And if you learn to honor, sometimes it's not about his prayer. His handshake will open doors for you. His handshake will open doors for you. He says, go. When he makes one declaration, it opens doors of favor for you because honor is in place. Am I communicating? We are not told that uh, Eli prayed for her. When you go, spend some time and read it. First Samuel chapter 1, verse 12 to 19. Spend time and read it in context. Eli didn't pray for her. He said, go. The Lord grant you your request. She has been praying about the thing for years and nothing happened. But when she had the temptation to dishonor and resisted and overcame the temptation, and the man of God said, go. The Lord grant you your request. The Bible said, as soon as he went, God remembered her. When she was praying, God didn't hear when she was fasting, God didn't hear. God did not remember. The moment she honored, God remembered her. I don't know what may be missing in your life. It's not your fasting. It's not your prayer. It's not your tongues. It's your lack of honor. It's your lack of honor. In your heart, your mouth says too many negative things about people you should speak well of. About people you should not dishonor. And it's stagnating your destiny. You will not be stagnated. I said you will not be stagnated. Number four, honor communicates. Somebody say honor communicates. Anna communicates. Anna communicates. Anna communicates. I like the rendition in the ESV version. Love one another with brotherly affection. I will do one another in showing honor. May that become our culture in church. May Faith House be a church where we are do one another in showing honor. In the mighty name of Jesus. That's the culture I want us to build in our churches and in our homes. Everywhere our churches are. When people go there, one of the things I want them to return as a testimony is a place of honor. And that is what we are seeking to do going forward. Honor. Honor. Where members are honored, leaders are honored, everybody is honored. We want to create an atmosphere and very soon in this city, if you are looking for a church where people feel honored most, it will be this church. Somebody shout a better amen. It will be this church. It will be this church and you will see the doors that will be open. Honor communicates. Somebody say honor communicates. Now, you see, love is communicated in many ways. Some people communicate love with gifts. Some people communicate love with touch. Some people communicate love. But one biblical way to communicate the God kind of love is honor. Somebody say honor. Honor, 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 honor. Look at 1 Corinthians 13, 5. God kind of love does not dishonor people. It says the God kind of love. The New International Version says, it does not dishonor others. It does not what? Dishonor others. That's what it says. It is not rude. It's not rude. It does not dishonor others. In fact, I realize that in the New Testament, most of the time when scripture talks about love, it also talks about honor. 
again and again. Look at First Peter 2.17. Honor all people. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. Did you see that? Honor, love. Now, come with me to First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12 to 13. Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and what? Great respect and what? Show them great respect and in the way genuine love is honor is there. When we love people, we don't disrespect them. When we love people, we don't show them dishonor. Again, look at what the Bible says in 1 Peter 3 verse 7. 1 Peter 3 7. New King James says, Husbands, likewise, what with them according with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel and as being heirs together with the grace of life. So, husbands are told to love their wives and then they are told to honor their wives. Now, come with me to Ephesians chapter 5 verse 33. Honor communicates. Somebody say, honor communicates. Amplified version. Every time you show honor, you are communicating something. When you show honor to your boss, you are showing you love him. When you show honor to a friend, you are showing you love him. So that is honor is a question. Look at what he says. However, however, let each man of you without exception love his wife as being in a sense his own very self. So the first one is to love. Okay. And let the wife see that she respects somebody say respects. And references her, her husband that she, how do you show it? That you notice him, you regard him, you honor him, you prefer him, you venerate him, you esteem him high, and that you defer to him, praises him, loves him, admires him exceedingly. That is how a woman is supposed to treat her husband. Husbands, is that how you are treated? Ladies, learn to treat a man like this. He will go to the moon and back for you. There is nothing he can do for you. Oh, my husband is like this. My husband is like this. You are brave enough. Learn to show him honor. Show him honor like nobody's business. Show him honor. When you feel like it, show him honor when you don't feel like it. And see what God will use him to do for you. And number five, honor convicts. Somebody say honor convicts. That is to say honor is evangelistic. Honor communicates. It convicts. When people come into a place and they see that there's honor, they are convicted. When you are working with the boss who is not born again and you show him honor, he is convicted about your faith. He can be convicted about your faith. He can follow you to church because you show him honor in the way you do your work. Honor, convict. Honor, convict. Look at what the Bible says in 1 Timothy 6, 1. All slaves should show full respect for their masters so they will not bring shame on the name of God and his teaching. Did you see that? Show respect to your bosses. When you do that, something amazing happens. It convicts, it communicates. One of the ways we communicate to the world that we are different is when we honor. Two people may be married. One couple unsaved, the other couple saved. One of the things that should distinguish the two families is honor. An unsaved woman can talk to her husband anyhow. But a saved woman, no. You relate to your husband just like Sarah related with Abraham. Calling him my Lord, my Lord. Honor. It communicates. The Bible says when we do that, even though without your words, they will be won over. They will be won over. They will be won over. Maybe the reason why your husband has never followed you to church is because he doesn't feel honored enough. If you showed him a lot of honor, he may see that no. Uh, one of these days. But you've been going to church, coming to church, coming to church. When you return from church, you just fight him, insult him. You make him feel like he's nobody. So what at all did you go to the church to learn? If you learn something sensible there, 
you will come and tell him sensible things. Praise God. Let me tell you, if you are married, I want to encourage you. And if you are not married as a lady, one of the things you can do to help yourself and secure your future, no matter your skill. If you are a lady, you don't want to be married. That's different. But if you are a lady and you want to marry, learn, 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 learn practically how to respect a man. Learn it. Learn it. That's one of the things the Bible says. Mothers should be teaching their, their younger daughters. You have to learn it. There's a way we speak to a man. That makes him feel like a man. Praise God. There's a way we speak to a man. And learn, you learn it. I learned how to handle women when I was a student on campus. When I'm entering a taxi with a lady, I'll just open the door for them. And I've been doing it. So it's not the difficulty for me to open a door for a lady. For my wife or for any lady if I have to. No. Even at my present stage. I mean, there are things I don't allow ladies to do for me. Like a lady opening a door for me. You don't do it. No. A gentleman, I will allow. A lady, no. Praise God. Learn to honor. Learn to honor. You have to practically learn it. Some homes, people don't talk well. So, your mother was not talking well. So, you have grown up with it and you talk basar. Change it. Change it. Praise God. Am I complicating something at all? When you change that alone, you have been in how many relationships and they failed? Why have they failed? Maybe he didn't tell you, but one of the reasons is that the man does not feel respected. He doesn't feel that he will be safe with you. Listen, what will make a man fall in love with you again and again is not just sex. It's a great respect he feels in your side. Am I communicating here? So please get it. Get it and get it well. If you want to marry and stay married, wives, learn to respect. Learn to show honor. If you are a lady, and you don't want to be single for life, learn to treat a man with dignity and respect. Can I have an amen? amen. Alright. Let me close, just in case. I know some people are not too happy, but you know, this is not designed to make you happy. It's designed to make you become better. That's what it's about. Finally, honor carries. Somebody say honor carries. When you know what a lifestyle of honor guarantees, what it guarantees or it offers, you will never joke with it. Yeah, one of the things I don't joke with is how to honor. I honor my spiritual fathers highly. There's virtually nothing that they will ask me I'm not willing to do. I honor them highly. Highly. You can't speak any negative thing about my father when I'm around. No, no, no. I will deal with you. I will show you your level. No, 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 no. I will not allow you to disrespect a person I respect. That should be your culture. It guarantees amazing rewards. Amazing. Somebody say amazing amazing. Look at what Ephesians chapter 6 verse 2 and 3 says. Honor your father and mother. Esteem them as precious and valuable. This is the first commandment of promise. Verse 3. He says that all may be where. Somebody say all may be where. How many of us want all to be where? When we talk about all may be where. We are talking about finances. We are talking about marriage. We are talking about relationships. We are talking about academics. All may be where. So listen. It's possible to live a life where all is where. Praise God. It's possible to live a life where all is what? And how will you live that kind of life? By honoring, learning to honor. When you honor, all shall be well. All shall be well. All shall be well. Let me close with this scripture. Honor provokes generational blessings. Some of these generational blessings. Generational blessings. Generational blessings. The blessings learning to honor will bring will not just affect you, but your family and your children's children. Look at what the Bible says in Genesis chapter 9 verse 20. After the flood, Noah began to cultivate the ground and he planted a vineyard 
I'll come back to teach from here. One day he drank some wine he had made and he became drunk and lay naked inside his tent. Verse 22. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw that his father was naked and went outside and told his brothers, hey, come and see, old man. Come and see, the old man is misbehaving. He's gone berserk. <laughs> Everything is out. Oh. <laughs> hey, old man. Old man, That's Ham. Went and told his brothers and they were mocking. Now go to verse. Now this man was asleep. Oh, please take note. He was asleep. Now, then Sam and Japheth took a rope and held it over their shoulders and back into the tent to cover their father. And as they did this, they looked the other way so they would not see him naked. So when he went to tell them, he expected them to join to mock the father. No, he didn't do that. They actually took cloth and they went back like this and covered him. I'll come back to come and teach you later. When Noah awoke from his stupor, he learned what harm his youngest son had done. How did he know? Honor is a very spiritual thing. Honor is a very spiritual thing. I'm not sure he was told because they won't tell him. What did they even see to tell him? They didn't see their father naked. So what would they tell him? But he sensed it in sleep. You see, when you honor a person, even in your sleep, you will honor him. So if you can speak freely and say all kinds of negative things about a person, you don't honor a person. No? Look at what the Bible says. Verse 25. 25. When he knew. Then he cursed Canaan. Alright? He cursed Canaan. There's some, may Canaan be cursed. May he be the lowest servant to his relatives. Look at Canaan. Now, he did it. Ham was the one who did it. But he cursed the children of Ham. That means when we honor, our children are affected. When we dishonor, our children are affected. Am I communicating here? Please get it. Don't joke with the principle of honor. It's a biblical principle. Old Testament, but in the New Testament, it's even stronger. Now, it's stronger. You know, you know the, the, the whole of the Ten Commandments God gave can be divided into two. One, honor for God, honor for man. Again, love for God, love for man. That's, that, that's the summary of the Ten Commandments. Then, Noah said, make the Lord, the God of some, be blessed. And may Canaan be his servant. Verse 27. May God expand the territory of Japheth. And may Japheth share the prosperity of Sam. And may Canaan be his servant. Did you see that? Honor. Honor. What has your father spoken over your life? Go back and act right and reverse it. Praise God. It's possibly the reason why you are not doing well. It's possibly the reason why things are not working. Get it straight. When we walk in honor, amazing blessings, our relationships endure. Honor is at the core of all enduring relationships. No relationship can continue if this honor is allowed. No relationship. Your relationship with your boss, your relationship with your husband, your relationship with your friends, your relationship with anyone. When you show this honor, relationships are ended on the note of this honor. I pray that the grace of God will rest upon you. That God will give you wisdom and grace and the humility to walk and put the word of God to work in your life. And as you do so, I see doors of favor opening for you. Every curse that has been pronounced upon you because of this honor, I pray that the mercy of God will reverse it today. And as it is reversed and you take the practical steps, reaching out to the people who you have dishonored. If you've dishonored your father, go back to him. If you've dishonored a certain leader, go back to him. And apologize. You don't have to be right, you know. You may have genuine reasons to have done what you did. But once they feel this on it, go and get it sorted out. And as you do so, I see God opening new doors of favor for you. New doors of grace for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
so it shall be in your life. Papa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages, as well as books by Pastor Afuakwa, please call 540 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also visit our website www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services. Our first service, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. Second service, 8.15 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. Third service, 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service with our first service, 5.45 p.m. to 7 p.m. Second service, 7.15 p.m. to 8.15 p.m. At our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santasa Runabout, Kumasi. God richly bless you. Oh.